the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. The Holy Spirit is the key. It doesn't matter how organized you get. It doesn't matter how much manpower you throw at it. The Holy Spirit is the key. It's the key to the victorious Christian life. The Holy Spirit. Not how organized you are, not how disciplined you are, not how much energy you throw at it. The Holy Spirit. Have you ever tried your hardest to accomplish a difficult task? And no matter how much you tried, you couldn't get it done? You may have created a plan of attack and organized everyone you could find to help you, but you just couldn't reach your goal. As Pastor Dan will remind you in today's message, no amount of planning or effort can even come close to the power of the Holy Spirit. The key to accomplishing your goals is to pray and ask that God give you the Holy Spirit as your guide and strength. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Exodus, chapter 18, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. God gave Moses this responsibility to lead the people. And it is true that the responsibility to lead the people and judge their matters, it's an immense responsibility. It's a huge responsibility for Moses. But God gave Moses this responsibility. Moses didn't take this responsibility upon himself. This isn't his doing. He didn't create this. He's told us that a couple times already in Exodus. This is God's doing. God called him to this. When God calls someone, he equips them for that calling. He equips the called. If God calls you to something, he will equip you for that calling. And in our weakness, God will show himself strong and he will enable us to fulfill that calling by his spirit, through his power, so that we don't depend upon our own power. We depend upon his Holy Spirit, not our own strength, Not our own might, but his power and his might. God called Moses to this responsibility, and then he qualified Moses for it. He strengthened Moses to carry out this calling to someone else like Jethro. Moses' responsibility seems too great for one person to carry. But it seems too great to Jethro because God hasn't called Jethro to carry out that responsibility. God called Moses, and he's equipped Moses to carry that responsibility. Note also that Moses has not expressed feeling overwhelmed by his responsibilities. 
Moses does not say to his father-in-law Jethro, this is too much for me. I'm not able to handle this. This is unsustainable. I feel burnt out. Jethro, what do you think I should do? Do you have any wise counsel you can give me? Moses isn't overwhelmed. Moses is not burdened. He's not burnt out. He's not weary from ministering to the people. Please hear this. Jethro is encouraging Moses to make changes to address an issue that's not really an issue. And sometimes people do that, don't they? Hey, you need to take care of this. Hey, you need to do that. Oh, I do. Oh, okay. What do you think I should do? Oh, all right. We'll start doing that. It was never really an issue to begin with. Now it is an issue because you've made it an issue by listening to their advice. Now God does use people. He does use people to counsel us. He does use people to speak to us. He, he, God speaks through people. You know, uh, God uh, use, uses the gifts of the Holy Spirit to minister through people. And, he, and you know, there are gifts like a word of wisdom, uh, the gift of administration. Those are all gifts of the Spirit. But just because uh, someone has advice doesn't mean it's from the Lord. It's, it's important for us to seek the Lord. And I guess that's my big point here. It's important for us to seek the Lord and hear from him and be directed by the Lord and be discerning when people tell us what we should be doing or not doing or giving us advice. And is this from the Lord or is this just what they think I should be doing? And just because someone gives us advice that sounds good and reasonable and seems logical and makes sense doesn't mean we should take it. It may not be the Lord's will for us. If we listen to their advice, we may create something in our own strength that God never asked us to create. You know, sometimes you talk to five different people and they tell you five different things you should do. And they each offer advice. And it sounds good. And it can leave you twisting in the wind. Here, I don't know what to do now. I'm all in knots. When my, when my wife and I were expecting our first child, we, we started reading a bunch of books on parenting. And each book had wise advice. The problem was each book had wise advice. You know, one book would tell you, you really got to focus on this and do this. The next book, well, you need to do this. You need to focus on this. The third book, well, you got to focus on this and do this. And it was so much advice, it became overwhelming to us. How can we possibly do all these things? These books are telling us we have to do as new parents. And we reached a point where we, we realized, you know what? We have the wisest, wonderful counselor available to us. And he's available to us anytime. And he will guide us and he will direct us. And and we should pray and ask the Lord for wisdom instead of reading all of these books on parenting. James says, if anyone lacks wisdom, just ask and the Lord will give wisdom. Here with Moses, everything Jethro says sounds good, sounds right, makes sense, real logical. That should work. And Moses listened to his father-in-law. Look at verse 24. And so Moses heeded the voice of his father-in-law and did all that he said. And Moses chose able men out of all of Israel and made them heads over the people Rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers 
of tens. Now think about that for a moment. Uh, There's two million people among the congregation of Israel at this point. Uh, If he just appointed a ruler over each thousand people, he's got 2,000 rulers now. You know, uh, he just scaled the staff from one to 2,000. Just like that. But it's probably more than 2,000. Because it's not just rulers over thousands. It's also rulers over hundreds, rulers over fifties, rulers over tens. He's creating these, you know, kind of this chain of command, if you will. The Hebrew word for that is bureaucracy. So they judged the people at all times, the hard cases they brought to Moses, but they judged every small case themselves. And then Moses let his father-in-law depart and he went his way to his own land. And so Moses listened to the advice of his father-in-law. He created a hierarchy here of leadership with all of these people, all of these layers of leadership, literally thousands of people now installed as rulers, thousands of them creating all these layers and layers, a chain of command that it's got to go up before it gets to Moses, all this bureaucracy now that it's got to uh, work through all just to make it easier for Moses. All because one guy said, hey, you shouldn't be doing this. This is too hard for you now. So he's got this whole big thing now that he's created. Was this the Lord's will or not? It's hard to say for sure. Again, I personally do not think it was. You don't have to agree with me. But I'll show you why I don't think it's the Lord's will. In addition to what I've already mentioned, Turn with me to Numbers chapter 11. So if this were a movie, the screen would go black and on the screen it would say sometime later. Right. He's got it all in place now. He's just hired thousands of employees. Right. And and he's got this whole system in place. He's got the hierarchy. He's got the chain of command and everything. You got to work through the system before it's going to get up to him. Everything should be easy peasy for Moses now. Numbers chapter 11. Here in verse um, 10, Numbers 11, verse 10. Then Moses heard the people weeping throughout their families, everyone at the door of his tent, and the anger of the Lord was greatly aroused. Moses also was displeased. And so Moses said, notice he said to the Lord, why have you afflicted your servant? And why have I not found favor in your sight that you have laid the burden of all these people on me? Did I conceive all these people? Did I beget them that you should say to me, carry them in your bosom as a guardian carries a nursing child to the land which you swore to their fathers? Where am I to get meat to give to all these people? For they weep all over me, saying, give us meat that we may eat. Look what he says in verse 14. I am not able to bear all these people alone. Because the burden is too heavy for me. If you treat me like this, please kill me here and now. If I have found favor in your sight, just kill me now. And do not let me see my wretchedness. I'm about to lose it. Right? I'm about to flesh out. Please kill me before I make a fool of myself and embarrass myself here. To taking Jethro's advice and putting thousands of rulers in place over the people keep Moses from becoming weary? No, it didn't. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. 
first, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. And so Moses, on the advice of Jethro, again, it sounded very good, sounded very wise. If you think that that was the right thing to do, I'm all right. But Moses created this big bureaucracy of people and leadership and rulers and, and put all these people in place and all this structure in place just so he would not be burdened, even though he wasn't feeling burdened. And now he's burdened. <laughs> now he's overwhelmed. And, and now he still feels like he's bearing it all alone. He even says that. I can't bear this all alone. And he says the burden is too heavy. Now the burden wasn't too heavy for Moses when it was, when it was just him listening to the voice of the Lord. But now he's overwhelmed. And, and again, verse 15, he says, please just kill me. Kill me here and now. And so here in chapter 11, Numbers chapter 11, he's got all of that bureaucracy, all of that leadership installed, all of those people now. And yet he reaches his breaking point, leading the people. And again, he wasn't saying anything like this in Exodus chapter 18. He didn't say anything like this to Jethro. He wasn't at his breaking point back then when it was just him listening to the Lord and obeying the Lord. But now he is. Now he is at his breaking point. Leading the nation has become too much for Moses. And Moses tells the Lord, hey, it's too much for me now. I can't do this. I can't bear this burden. He talks to the Lord about it. We don't see him ever pray in Exodus chapter 18. We never see him like tell Jethro, well, let me, let me pray. Let me check in with the Lord and see what he thinks about this idea. He may have. Maybe it's not recorded. But now he prays. And I want you to see God's response to Moses here. Verse 16, watch what God does. So the Lord said to Moses, gather to me 70 men of the elders of Israel, whom you know to be the elders of the people and officers over them. Bring them to the tabernacle of meeting that they may stand there with you. Notice, first of all, that God doesn't say anything about the thousands of rulers that Moses has already put in place back in Exodus chapter 18. He doesn't say to Moses, Moses, you're burdened, you're overwhelmed. Well, hey, you've got all this structure in place. You've put a team in place to handle all these things. You need to just talk with your team and tell them they need to, you know, carry the weight some more. God doesn't even mention them. Instead, God says to Moses, now remember, he's already put thousands and thousands of people in place to rule. And God says to Moses, bring me 70 men, 70 elders of Israel, 70, 70 men, Lord, we already have thousands. What are you going to do with 70? What difference will 70 men possibly make when thousands aren't making any difference? 
Well, look what the Lord says in verse 17. Then I will come down and I will talk with you. Notice, and I will take of the spirit that is upon you and I will put the same upon them. And they shall bear the burden of the people with you that you may not bear it yourself alone. Listen, listen, give me your attention. The Holy Spirit is the key. The Holy Spirit is the key. That's what I want you to see. Moses did finally reach a breaking point. And when he did, he cried out to God and God said, bring me 70 men and God will take the Holy Spirit that he put on Moses and he'll put that same Holy Spirit on these 70 men. And God will empower these 70 elders, these 70 men with the Holy Spirit in the same way that he empowered Moses with the Holy Spirit to lead the nation. Back in Exodus chapter 18, we do not read that God put his spirit upon all the men that Moses put in place as rulers. Seventy men empowered by the spirit of God are far more effective than thousands of men without the spirit. Seventy men empowered by the spirit are far more effective than all that structure, all that organization that Jethro suggested and Moses implemented. Give me 70 spirit-filled, spirit-empowered people over thousands of highly organized, highly qualified people who do not have the Spirit of God upon them at all. Any day, I'll take that deal. The Holy Spirit is the key. It doesn't matter how organized you get. It doesn't matter how much manpower you throw at it. The Holy Spirit is the key. It's the key to the victorious Christian life. The Holy Spirit. Not how organized you are, not how disciplined you are, not how much energy you throw at it. The Holy Spirit. Now, yes, it's good to have a plurality of leadership. Yes, uh, it's good to spread the burden and the responsibility and to delegate. Yes, it's good to pick people who have godly character and integrity. Absolutely. But only if the Lord tells you to do that and only if those others are filled with the spirit also, if they're not filled with the Holy Spirit, they're not going to make any difference at all. Remember what Jesus said to his disciples after his resurrection, before his ascension, he said to his disciples, wait, wait in Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. But Jesus, there's no one else on the earth right now telling people about you. I don't care. Wait. You just wait. Don't attempt to do any ministry until you are endued with power from on high. I'd rather be, there be no witness than you trying to do this in your flesh and your own strength. Wait until the Holy Spirit has come upon you and empowers you. Then you will be witnesses for me. Then you can go. Now, in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 6, if you want to turn there quickly with me. How important is this empowering of the Holy Spirit? Acts chapter 6, story that probably most of you are familiar with, Acts chapter 6, verse 1. 
Acts chapter 6, verse 1. Now, in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplying, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists. So you've got Hebrew believers and, and Greek believers because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution of groceries, of food. So then the twelve, the apostles, summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, It is not desirable that we should leave the word of God to go serve tables. It's not desirable for us to leave the the study and the teaching of the word of God to go minister to these widows and distribute groceries to them. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men. Now, there's thousands of people in the church at this point. But here the apostles say, you just need seven. Just seek out seven men of good of good reputation. Look at the next requirement. Full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. They're just distributing groceries. Do you really need to be filled with the Holy Spirit to distribute groceries in the church? Yes. Don't do anything without the Holy Spirit. Wait here in Jerusalem till you're endued with power from on high. Even when it comes to the smallest task that we might look at and say, well, I don't need the Holy Spirit to do that. Yes, you do. Full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. And a good reputation. The Holy Spirit is the key. We, we need to be led of the Lord in everything we do. Because there's always going to be people that are making suggestions to you of what you should do. Or what you should be doing. Why aren't you doing this? You should be doing this. And, and we, we don't want to be driven by that. We want to be led by the Spirit. And led by the Lord in everything we do. And, and remember, the Bible says his ways are not always our ways. His ways are higher than our ways. And so we shouldn't rely on human wisdom or human expertise. We shouldn't just do something because it just seems logical or it seems more efficient. Or it just makes sense. We should seek the Lord. We should pray. We should ask God what his will is. Do you want me doing this? Do you want me putting all these people in place and dividing the congregation up in thousands and hundreds and fifties and tens? Or do you want me to just still sit in this chair under the umbrella every day from morning till sunset? And, and dealing with the lady who comes with every little tiny complaint and dealing with the person who comes with the long backstory they've got to tell me before they get to what their question is. Is this, is, is, is this how you want me to do it, Lord? Is this your will? And we need to, to depend upon the Holy Spirit for everything. And his power and not ourselves. Not our own strength. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by his spirit. It's always by his spirit. And Lord, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for this chapter. We thank you, Lord, that we can come to you in prayer and that you give us wisdom and guidance and direction. We thank you for your word that's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And we thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, that we do not have to do it in our own strength or our own wisdom. That it's all by your power. And we just praise you for that spirit, Lord. 
And we pray and ask, Lord, that you would fill us afresh with your spirit as we go out to the things that you have for us tomorrow and the week ahead, Lord, that we would walk in the spirit and that we would do it all in the power of your spirit. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. He asked me how I know, and I say, Bring truer than the finest crystal. Did you know that Ring of Truth is a listener-supported ministry aimed to bring you God's Word wherever you're at? Whether you're at home or on the road, we're here to help you grow in your faith. You love to stay connected through social media? Find us on Facebook. Listen to us on iTunes and our podcast. There are numerous other ways to stay up to date with what's happening at Ring of Truth. All you have to do is go to calvaryec.com to get started. Our mission and vision and what we believe can be found on our website as well. In case you didn't catch that website, it's calvaryec.com. Ring of Truth is a radio ministry that comes to you from Columbia, Maryland. We invite you to join us Sunday mornings at 8.30 or 10.30 a.m. For those of you who aren't morning people, we also have a Sunday afternoon service at 12.30 p.m. Or you're welcome to come Thursday evening at 7 p.m. Take your pick, but please, come if you're in the area. Did you know that live stream is available for those unable to attend in person? For all of our long-distance listeners, we hope you'll utilize this tool to stay connected. Pastor Dan has been teaching from the book of Exodus, and he's not done yet. Be sure to come back again as he continues pulling nuggets from this Old Testament book. Thanks for staying tuned in today to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know his voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.